such success. We're so happy uh, to once again have Dose of Donna Fischer here at Soccer Chat. Dose of Big D, whatever you refer to her as. Most of us call her Big D. Uh, but if you're a professional, you refer to her as Donna. Uh, it's another episode of, of Dose of Donna. And Donna, you know, some of the response that we got uh, from the last episode, I, you know, I shared a couple of text messages that, that I had received. And I know that you got some as well. Yeah. Uh, so how was how was the first episode for you from your perspective? How was how was the first dose of Donna Fischer? Yeah, I listened to it actually last week, and uh, I loved it. I, I thought it was just scratching the surface, though. To be honest, yeah, there's so, there's so much on this topic. For you, like, is there? Uh, uh, for me, it was trying to give you a a more not that. Not that speaking at convention isn't enjoyable for you, but almost a more like relaxing atmosphere uh, than convention. And so the hope was that uh, you thought it was super easy to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> talking seems to be super easy to me. <laughs> and they could have picked two worse people to do this than you and I, who that's all they want to do is talk. <laughs> but we got uh, a lot of great feedback about you know, the emotional intelligence when it comes to coaching. And I know there were a couple of things that you wanted to kind of add to that before we go into part two, which today is about the athletic side of emotional intelligence. So, you know, just kind of a, a quick recap or, you know, maybe some of those extra things that you wanted to point out when it came to emotional intelligence uh, for leadership and for coaching. Yeah, so for maybe people that didn't uh, get to listen to part one, which, if you haven't, go back and listen to it. Yeah, true, true, true. But here's a cliff note recap. You know, emotional intelligence, we're talking about it. It's, it's the, the ability, the skill of understanding and managing personal emotions, and then also recognizing and influencing others in managing their own. So it's broken down into four components of uh personal awareness personal management and then i say people or other awareness and other management so kind of those four four components and really i mean we're talking about it in coaching because coaching is about people right it's about connection so mm -hmm. as leaders of our teams and coaches we have to ask ourselves how are we being or who are we being in a moment and how is that impacting not only our own path but those around us mm -hmm. and i mean if you google I, I didn't i don't think i mentioned this uh this last time but it's it's interesting you know, daniel goleman popularized the term and, and uh but there's a former google executive that actually created this is, this is why I'm trying, to I'm trying to show you that this topic is everywhere in all industries. It's a hot topic. A former Google executive created an internal course actually uh, at uh, for Google employees to develop their emotional intelligence skills. And now it's, it's actually an external platform. And he also wrote a book that's called Search Inside Yourself. And here's a couple quotes that I think are significant for us in opening up 
uh, again in part two. It says, e emotional intelligence is essential to making leaders great. 80% of effective leadership qualities are made up from emotional intelligence. 80%. And then the single most significant factor that differentiates top level leaders from bottom level leaders is how they handle the interpersonal skill piece. Emotions are deeply human and they, they surface and they are involved in relationship. And as coaches, we have, we have those coach player relationships. And so this is all, <laughs> I mean, it's all webbed together. You could call it all a big mess too, <laughs> yeah. but it's, it's humanity. It's humanity. What, um, you know, I, I think we may have hit it a little bit last week, but, you know, what would you say is one specific thing that we as coaches are missing when it comes to EI? And, you know, you had mentioned, and, and I've talked numerous times on Soccer Chat uh, about the relationships. Coaching yeah. is about relationships. I, I, you know, using your phrase, coaching is about people. And in that emotional intelligence, what is like one main takeaway that if a coach, you know, is, is, is needing a reason to go back and listen to, to part one, what's that main point of emphasis uh, to why this should be something that's important to them? I don't, I don't want the term emotional intelligence to be like so way up high as some theoretical piece. Right. And, so I think what I, what I don't want to happen is coaches to immediately go to, you know, when we say this phrase, to immediately go to, oh, well, you know, we're talking about, you know, the, the player that, you know, is, you know, frustrated on the field and is showing it, you know, that, that emotional flair that you see, or it's the kid that's, you know, crying in my office because of, you know, X, Y, Z happening or, or playing time or, or whatever. It, it's not, it's not only those moments. Emotions are thread into everything we do. It's micro moments. So it's the facial expression of a kid in the huddle when you're talking that's it that's an emotion is it confusion is it discomfort is it frustration it's the it's the deer in the headlights look of the kids sitting in your office when you're being honest with them that's an emotion there is an emotion there there is a thought there and so literally I don't, I don't want the emotional intelligence phrase, word, term to narrow, to narrow our thinking. I want it to explode our thinking and widen our view. That's what I hope coaches will see is the wide view that this, this is everything. Right. And, you know, we, we mentioned that we are going into, you know, this is part two of emotional intelligence. And now it's about the athletes and yeah. 
when athletes understand the importance of this, which is what we talked about, you know, last week with coaches, understanding that importance of emotional intelligence and developing it now on the athletic side for these athletes, uh, young or old, um, I'm going to throw right. us, uh, us adult league rec, you know, people out there as well. <laughs> right. Um, why is emotional intelligence such an important thing for athletes? It's ownership. It's the athlete, a person, right? An athlete being empowered to lead themselves well and them being aware of what sends them into a tailspin, what makes them choke on the field, so to speak, what, uh, you know, just derails them from having a great performance. And a lot of times that's thoughts and emotions. What derails uh, a conversation with a friend, a family member in, in real life situations? Potent, you know, emotions. So this is, this is a, a life skill and this is for their performance as, as an athlete. With, you know, is it so much of a, uh, I'm going to get, try to get way too deep with this and I don't have the degree or the pay grade. Oh, go for, for it. it. Go for it. Go deep. Is this a, we, we've talked in, in, whether, in coaching circles a lot recently about the mental side of things right? and that self-confidence or lack of self-confidence or self-development and, and things along those lines. How much is it, how much do you have to have of that self-confidence to really get to the emotional intelligence as an athlete? Because I feel like, because mm. so many kids nowadays mm. have self-confidence issues. Yes. Not not a, a, a unknown story. Like something that I've I've dealt with my entire life, and I think we I think we life. all do. I think we all yeah. Do. And so and it is. I'm telling you, Sean, it is the hot topic. I'm talking about oh, self confidence yeah. with athletes every week. Right. And so, how much do they have to have that or? Do they have to have a grasp on that before they can really develop this emotional intelligence? I think it goes hand in hand. I think, I think it's, it's two moving parts in the same direction. Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't say you have to check the box fully on self-confidence before you can, a person can dive into emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's, it's a back and forth. It's, it's simultaneous. Yeah. And remember, self-confidence is, is a skill. You can, get, you can get better at it and practice it, just like emotional intelligence is a skill. When something is a skill, you can practice it and get better at it. Yeah. And I think one, the, the increase or the strengthening of one then helps the other. For sure. Because I, I could see where, where they go hand in hand. But I could also see where, like, if you really lack in the self-confidence side, that it might be hard to get that emotional intelligence. Could but, like well, but if, if a person, if an athlete begins to 
become more aware and discover more of the EI, you know, become more aware of, okay, this is the emotion I'm having. This is how I want to choose to manage it. Wow. I mean, how, how brave is that? How deep is that? And the ownership there is leading themselves well. It's choosing, choosing yeah. the direction, right? Choosing the management. And that feeds into self-confidence. That's true. I, I'm, right? I'm, just a, I'm just a broadcasting major. So the, you know, the, the psychology and things like that, like, it's stuff that I'm so intrigued by, but I also like will be the first person, but like, I'm not fully educated on stuff like that. And that's why like, I really enjoy this. I think there's a lot of coaches like me who, you know, we, we understand like, yeah, there's a mental side of things and, and, and things that are going on, but maybe we just don't understand it. And that's why we have to have our, our dose of, of Donna Fischer because you, you put it in terms that we all can understand. And I try. I try. I try to put the cookies on the bottom shelf so everybody can reach. Oh, I like that. So I'm gonna have to write that down. I like that. For for athletes, you know, we we talked about their development of emotional intelligence. Do they really get it when it comes to emotional intelligence and like what emotions of their performance in games can can do to them? No, they have they have no idea the impact that that this has. I, I don't, I think th there's so much more for them to understand. So this is, this is how I open their eyes to the big picture or, or a full picture of truly where, where emotions are, because I think they get stuck also in the, you know, the, anger frustration and it's just these snippets one-time events when really emotions and thoughts are driving everything so i'll i'm gonna i'll tell you this is what i do in in team meetings or with individual athletes so so let's say you're sean i'll put you on the hot seat no you're doubt. you're my athlete right now okay okay yeah so sean what give me just a general list just brain brain dump of thoughts and feelings that you might have at a given moment about yourself it, like in, in a in a game in practice environment am right. i am am i following like our our plan or like the the what was given to me uh by my coach Okay, correct. And so that's a thought. Would you say that that can stir up an emotion also? Oh, yeah. Because if you feel like you're not doing it, you're going to get down on yourself. And then would you say, does is that going to impact your next actions or your behavior? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's another, another thought or feeling you might have. Um, man, like... Uh, I suck. Yeah. Um, I mean, could it be like like a specific instance? Like if you did something that you normally do correct, like let's say simple as like, I normally can beat people off the dribble going to the right. And yeah, what's I just, wrong I with can't, me? Yeah, I, and I'm not doing it. What's wrong with me? Oh my gosh. So that's a thought that then could create what emotion? Oh, you're, you're scared, yeah. you're reluctant, you're f fearful, 
you're hesitant. Uh, and so would you agree that that those thoughts and emotions could then impact your next actions, your next behaviors? Absolutely. Well, I guess taking a step further, what about and you and I have kind of talked about this before, almost like a fear of being successful. So like, let's say that there's a team right. or a player who, you know, when they're getting that success and all of a sudden, you know, they start telling themselves like, well, it, it's too good to be true. And I feel like a lot of, like, I hear it's that. It's like a one-off. Yeah. It's a, a one-off or, oh gosh, if I'm successful, then I have to keep being successful. Right, right. And, I and feel then like, there's pressure and I stress. feel like I'm hearing that a lot more these days. True. Than, than, than I've heard before. So, so we could run the gamut with, and, and let me tell you something. I mean, I really ask players to brain dump in this situation because they could have, uh, well, and, and positive and negative, right? So you could have a positive thought. Man, I'm on, I'm on fire right now in this game. What kind of emotion will that trigger? True. Excitement, blah, 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 right? Then, okay, it, are, is that thought and emotion going to impact your next actions, your next behaviors? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So then my, my next question, I, I go to this. So that's the, fir the first focus is on you as, as the player. Next is, okay, what are thoughts thoughts and feelings you have about blank what are what are random thoughts and feelings you have about blank during a game or practice oh, so it's not about you it's about blank fill in the yeah. blank um weather i say weather or, or thinking about being as a kid like maybe homework a test homework oh my gosh i have a huge test right is so is that going to impact your next actions? Oh, for sure. Potentially, because you're you're not fully in the present moment. How about the referee? Oh, this referee is horrible. Is that that's going to stir up an emotion? So those thoughts and feelings about the referee are those going to impact a player's next actions? A player's behaviors yes or no oh absolutely absolutely all right so i run again i run the gamut brain dump get an athlete to pr try to tell me everything now remember we we got to go you got to go below the surface so a coach can sort of give some suggestions so if they haven't gone in a certain direction or a certain category, I will sort of open the door, crack the door so they push mm -hmm. it open, right? So it's your thoughts and feelings about your coach in that moment is going to, is going to impact, it's going to create a feeling, right? Thoughts, feeling. Feelings create thoughts. Thoughts create feelings. Yeah. Those are going to impact <clears throat> your behavior. Your thoughts and feelings about your teammates, about a specific teammate, about the strategy that your team has for the game, your thoughts and feelings about the opponent. It's, it's, going, it's going to, so we have to give them, this is the very, this is just uncovering, going beneath the surface. 
we have to give them the wide picture, the wide view that e thoughts and feelings are everywhere. They're, they're happening in microseconds. The game happens in seconds. What goes on in between your, your ears, right? And in your heart and it's microseconds. And it's either helping us or hurting us. And so this is why it's vital for an athlete to be aware, self-awareness, and then management. How much of that, because what you just said a while ago about that reaction to the coaches and how, you know, that can, thinking of what, you know, what the coach is going to say or what the coach does, says, does say affects your next action. It made me think of, actually, on the way this morning, I was listening to a podcast um, with uh, Andre Dawkins, Thanks. who played just a little bit in the NBA, but more known for playing in college at Duke. And he had Shane Battier on with him. And uh -huh. Shane Battier talked, they were, they, were, they were basically talking about how uh, Coach Mike Krzyzewski has this perception of just being very intense. Yep. Um, but how what a lot of people don't realize is that when they're in down situations in practice or in um, games, how his calmness sets the tone for every player's next play. And 100%. they had mentioned, uh, and Shane had just mentioned that, um, you know, in 2001 when he played, uh, you know, there were two games specifically that stuck out to him where they were down big time in the second half. And, you know, on the court, they're sitting there as players talking to each other saying, we're not going to get back. Like, let's just do whatever. We're not going to get back in this, you know, mm. just try to score whenever we can. Mm. He's like, you know, a timeout got called. And, you know, he's like, you know, I really noticed this in the last NCAA tournament where, you know, a mistake happened, coach calls a timeout, and they're just laying into the player. What are you doing? You know, whatever, whatever. He's like, but I can remember, you know, being down 10 against Maryland, thinking we have no chance of coming back to this. And we come to our, our timeout. He's like, and I'm expecting, you know, Coach K to just get into us and lay into us and to try to motivate us to mm -hmm. come back. He goes and, you know, he, we just all sit down and he just is kind of cool and collective. He just goes, don't worry, guys, we're still going to win this. Let's just do what we got to do. And he was wow. like, in the moment that the entire five who was on the court recognized the calmness Yes, that they went, you know, end up turning around and, and winning the game. And he had, he he, they put like a, a, a highlight clip of it on Andre Dawkins Twitter. So if anybody follows him, it's at Dre Dawkins twenty, um, okay. and it's just so cool because Shane talks about how that calmness in those tough situations determined what the players are going to do. It's that that's emotional intelligence right there. Wow. It's, and they didn't, they didn't even say EI and that was what it was all about. Well, yeah. I, I mean, it, it, it is, it's a, a coach being aware of, because he may have been feeling something else different inside of him, but being aware of that and managing, managing to the degree of what do my players need to see? I always say to my coaches, your players are going to mirror you. So what you need from your players in a certain moment is what you need to be. And I think that's exactly what Shane said. He said, I believe he did say something about like, as a player, you mimic what your coach does. And if your coach is fiery because you made a mistake, you're going to be fiery and probably make another mistake. So then this trickles down into the players and the team. So if I'm a team captain, if I'm a leader, 
what, and we just get scored on, what am I going to say when I bring, when I, when I bring the huddle in? What is, what message is it if I don't bring the team in to talk to them? What, what is my demeanor moving forward? What emotion am I showing? Does the, do we need to calm down? Do we need a little spark Mm. of emotion? And so it's, it's literally navigating, it's navigating our humanity, Sean, is what it is. And with, because obviously basketball is a lot different than soccer, where in basketball, you start making mistakes in a row, you can call a timeout, get everybody together Correct. and work on it. As compared to in soccer, like we don't really, we don't get that opportunity until halftime, you know, unless like during the game, there's a stoppage and a kid could come over and, and chat with you. So for, for soccer coaches specifically, um, you know, how, how can we keep that when we don't really have like a stoppage where we can get everybody together and, and mimic that emotion for the players? Well, they, they see it in the run of play. Oh, don't get me wrong. That, yeah. They, you, you, you do the same things. It's just during the run of play because they can see you out of the corner of their eye. If, if not, they're, they're looking over on a dead ball or something mm-hmm. right they're he- they're hearing you i i would hope they're hearing you well that's a fact they're hearing if it, and if they're blocking you out well then you probably need to find a park bench and do a little self-reflection about that too right that's a whole nother topic so i think i think you i think i mean it's basketball, soccer, whatever sport, it's it's the people business. Right. I'll keep going back to. And so, no, we don't have timeouts, but it's you, it's the same concepts. It's well, just trying to play. Well, what's the danger of a kid reading possibly the wrong emotion? So we were talking about like all the different things that can go into your head. Yes. So I'm just thinking, for example, I'm going to call Nick out since he, <laughs> he, tweet, he tweeted this yesterday, and I, I loved it. Okay. I, but so he posted a video of his team scoring over the weekend. And he talked about he needed to work on his celebrations for goals because he's like, you know, all these coaches have been posting their celebrations with their team and whatnot. And like his team scored. And his first thing was he went and started talking to another player about changing their press. Yeah. And so to me, I, now I'm, I'm thinking of the athlete here. So if you're that athlete that you score a goal and you're celebrating with your team and you, you know, you're thinking that you can turn over and see your, 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 the sideline going crazy and your coach is talking to someone else with their back turned to you. Or if maybe the, the coaching staff is talking together and everybody's celebrating, how can that affect, not saying that everybody has to celebrate goals, which you know to me it's like celebrate every goal you get, but right. like how can even that little thing change that emotion uh, for a player in a game? I think. Or how think they may it, read it, I well, guess. Well, I think it can. But again, that's why we're we're working on this constantly with with our athletes so that they have the tools to realize things and not attach meaning or run a false narrative. Mm-hmm. Because we're we're meaning making machines. Humans are meaning making machines. We want we want everything to mean something. So if I'm an athlete and I look over and the coaches are talking to another player and I 
I attach a meaning to that. Well, that means they're not happy with me. Those are, those are reasons why we work through this emotional intelligence, the awareness and the management of thoughts and feelings with an athlete so that in that moment, they don't, you know, run a, run a false narrative and, and snowball in, into something else. As a coach, that is going to happen sometimes. It's, you're down to the wire and, right, we tie it up uh, or, and something happens and we've, we've already thought ahead and we need to get information to another athlete, get them in the game. And so we're immediately doing the oper you know, operational logistics piece. And I think we need to then remember in the back of our head, hey, I do need to show emotion. I do need to celebrate with this player. And I think you can do that just simply by, okay, you get the information to that player. She checks in, you turn back to the field, you get the player's attention, of course, not in the run of play. Maybe they haven't kicked off yet. And you literally like you yell their name, get their attention and, you know, thumbs up, hands clapping, you know, fists in the air, whatever it is. And so you, you make that small connection. It can, it can happen a little, a little bit later. That's, that's fine. But we have to be there's me thinking about that. Yeah. What does my player need? What does my player need right now? And hopefully we've we've coached them up with their emotions to to not run the false narrative. So so obviously, you know, like last show, you know, we talked about coaches and we've done a little bit on this one, but more so on the athletes. And you do a lot of work with coaches with with your 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 group and whatnot, but also you working with players. Yes. When you meet with an athlete specifically about this yeah let's let us be a fly on the wall okay that, that meeting when you're meeting with an athlete and and i maybe i'm going to be the athlete for you again and i walk <laughs> in big d i just the the moment i make a mistake i have this problem where i have to turn over and look at my coach and if i i can just tell from their face they're not happy with me and when I notice that, then I'm starting to worry about, are my teammates not happy with me? Because right. now I feel like I'm walking on eggshells. We're a fly on the wall right now. How does that meeting go? Well, that's, that's a typical meeting. That, and it, it goes several different directions. But the, 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 the entry point where you said, when I make a mistake, then you know, fill in the blank. A lot of times it's the athlete being super frustrated, playing it safe, not taking risks anymore. Or like you said, Sean, they look over at the coach and wondering what, what the coach is thinking. Mm -hmm. And so what, what I do is I ask a lot of questions. Again, we have to remember to not should on athletes where you, you, you know, you shouldn't feel that way or you shouldn't think that way, uh, blah, blah, blah. I, so don't try, don't try to fix them right away in the moment. 
part part of this part part of coaching is empowering the athlete to take ownership of their game and their life and most of the time they you know they say they have a mental block or they don't even they don't even realize how integrated all of this this is you know mind emotion so anyways so ask questions if if they come in and they don't even know what's wrong with them <laughs> you got to you got to dig in there and not just tell them what you see it's well what's going well what's not going well mm -hmm. right um what's making you hesitate what is holding you back right think things things like that with your scenario here you look over at your coach and maybe body language is bad they're frustrated with you i would say to you well could that be true yes it could be true are you know it was it was it a huge mistake is that true yes potentially yeah. okay so athlete sean what are what are the worst case scenario consequences that could happen get taken out of a game you get yep. benched, not play the next game maybe not the coach is harder on you in training yep you can get yelled at yeah you can yell that okay fair enough it is I mean, you're you're still alive. You're still breathing. You're you're still playing soccer. You're still on the team, mm -hmm. right? And so, I mean, I kind of say that in a joking way, but just to kind of get the athlete to kind of take a breath, right? Mm -hmm. Now, the other direction I'll go is in the moment. Ask them what are other possibilities. You are assuming that the coach's body language, demeanor, or even maybe something they said is their emotion in the message is about you. What are other possibilities? Well, I mean, it could be, it could be tie score and we've got two minutes left. So, the emotion could be about the situation if the coach yells at you mm. let's say the emotion is is about the situation not necessarily all about you is that accurate yeah yeah it could uh what if let's say our our star you know our our star uh top 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 scorer you know, scores all our goals, just just came off the field with a potential ankle injury. We're playing a man down. You know, you make a mistake, lose the ball. Well, is that emotion all about you? No. You probably would put it on yourself, but there's you, so many yeah, other you, there's so many other have, events that led yeah, to that. We take it all on ourselves as athletes, but really it could 
again, it could be about the situation. Right, right, wrong are different for a coach to, to show that. that that's, that's not the topic. Mm-hmm. But so what I say to an athlete then is, and I'll never forget, I, I had a player years and years ago at UCF that this, this changed everything for her. And, and I, call, I call it slice it to where, right? Because we, I mean, we're, we're intense. We, we, you know, get on our athletes. And so when a message would, would come at her, I call it throwing the brick too. Mm-hmm. You throw a brick at somebody or, you know, figuratively speaking, uh, or use the velvet glove. So, you know, a brick's being thrown at her, the message. And I say, you've got to slice it to where it's, it's literally like taking a, a knife and just slicing through and the content moves to one side and the emotion goes to the other side and focus on the content. Just let, just let the emotion, just don't get entangled. That's what, that's what happens is the athlete gets entangled in the emotion and then attaches meaning to that, runs the false narrative. When, what is, what is the content of the message? We can't lose the ball there. Is that true? Yes. Fair enough. Get on with it. What's next? Move on. Keep playing. So slicing it is, is a tool I like to give athletes, you know, in, in, those, in those moments. You know, in these meetings too, Sean, just let me say this. I want them to know that thoughts and feelings Feelings are normal. It's not that we want our athletes to stop feeling because emotions are giving you information about what's going on inside of you. It's, it's just, do we have to manage, we have to manage those. Mm -hmm. Is it helping us again, or is it hurting us? And so telling them that feeling a feeling is, is normal is, is good. So take, for instance, I had an athlete recently who really just was afraid to make mistakes, like super afraid. And so we went through, you know, the consequences again, but then I said this, and, and fear is fear being scared. It's, it's a huge, it's a hot topic. So every coach out there needs to listen to this. There's so many, so many of us coaches tell players, you don't have to be afraid. You know, no fear, fearless. Well, okay. I mean, I can get on, I can get on board with that and and sell that, you know, talk on a soapbox, but I, I affirm the fear that somebody has. And I'll say to the athlete, what is the definition of courage? Well, I'll ask them. What is the defini- definition of courage? Courage, cliff note definition, is doing it afraid. In spite of the fact that I am afraid, I am doing it still. That is courage. So the very fact, I, I mean, Sean, when I talk to an athlete, I tell them up front, look, this is going to feel like I'm coming into your room and flipping furniture over. 
Like I want to reframe things for people. Yeah. And so, okay, you're afraid. The very fact that fear exists allows you now to be courageous. If the fear wasn't there, you would not have the opportunity to be courageous. And you just see an athlete's eyes just light up like, oh, yeah. And they're ready to get out there and attack their fear and do it anyway and be courageous. And so reframing things, affirming their their emotions and reframing things, I think, is is huge. The this is such a, a topic where I know like we try to do like the show in 45 minutes. I feel like this like we could do like part three and continue going on with this <laughs> because there's still so many more questions um, that we, you know, because now we're digging into the athletic side of things. And I think to me, kind of the I think a cool thing would to do is do like a you know three parter and then take what we've gotten from the coaches and from the athletic side and we have people submit in questions for that fourth episode. So part four would be sure. the specific questions um, because I guess we, we've, I've still got so many more questions and we just got a little bit of time left. Um, you know, what are, as we kind of wrap up here, just some like key behaviors or things that uh, a coach like myself or like Nick or, or coaches who are listening, when you're recruiting or you're looking at a player coming in, what are some signs that we can look for for somebody who has a, a high EI? Yeah, behavior, uh, signs that somebody has a high emotional intelligence are uh, authenticity, that they're, they can be transparent, they can be real, they can be genuine, uh, authentic about what they're thinking, what they're feeling. And we can, we can help athletes or provide for them a safe environment to, to be authentic, but that that's key, a key behavior. Re, I would say the combination of resiliency and flexibility. So a resilient athlete, yet at the same time, being able to pivot, being able to adapt. So they're, that means that they're to some degree managing their emotions already if they're able to pivot and be flexible in, in situations. The, Another, uh, well, lastly, I would say just the, the, the self-regulation. You can see that, you know, when you're, when you're out recruiting, you can see if uh, you can see it, if a player is just, you know, <laughs> getting getting hit by the waves of emotion and just unraveling before your eyes. So if you see the opposite and you see a player being able to self-regulate, self-manage, uh, I'd put a little note down about that. And lastly, a behavior that we all need to get better at is empathy. Can we empathize with colleagues, empathize with players, empathize with teammates? That is leaning into feeling, feeling what another person is feeling, understanding that. And, you know, if they give you permission, helping them, you know, manage that. 
so like I, I we've done two episodes of this now. I feel myself getting smarter. Smarter. And that's, nice. My 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 <laughs> wife will tell you that that's really hard for me. Oh. Uh, but uh, you know, I I almost view this as like we see all the time now online is like these master classes. And the thing is like I know what I'm getting out of this, and I'm sure that those who are listening are, are getting the same thing. And it's just we just almost just barely scratched the surface. Yeah, yes, we're talking still. about emotional still. intelligence, but there's still so many other things out there um, that as coaches and players that we kind of need to work on and think about. Um, and that's the cool thing about doing this show and getting our, our recommended dose of, uh, of Donna Fischer that, mm. um, you know, it, you're, you are helping the masses more than just once a year. Uh, you know, I, I had somebody reach out. I was like, yeah. Donna's like my favorite presenter at convention. I'm like, well, now you can get her more than just once a year. Oh, really? That's um, so sweet. So, like, I, I enjoy it, and I feel lucky enough that I get to sit here and, um, and, and get this discussion with you uh, because, like I said, like, I do feel like I'm getting – every time that you are mentioning scenarios, I can, I'm visualizing scenarios that I've been in as a coach or as I've been in as a player. Yeah, oh, hey, next time I'm in this situation – let's try this yeah or yeah. i thought i was i was reacting the right way maybe I, I didn't here's another thing to think about um and so it's just it's all so cool and I, i'm so glad that we're doing this and, and like i said this emotional intelligence you know especially now as an athlete you know i still have so many more questions that that we'll get to on, on, on part three so um you know obviously donnafisher.com is the website uh yes. you're everywhere on social media at donna donna Fischer. uh but you know respectively known as big d all around this the soccer world uh donna episode two do you feel like you're almost a vet now a, a veteran <laughs> of the podcast game uh a veteran sure yes we love the confidence see i'm trying to portray this emotion to you so that way you get the emotional intelligence and yeah. you can go oh yeah like we're doing a really good job um Look, but I, uh, I was you know when people say are, are you ready my, my go-to answer is always, I was, born, <laughs> I was born ready. No, my answer is I was born ready. Born ready like Eddie Freddie. Always. Man, love it, love it. Donna, let's do this again. All right. Uh, like we said, we'll do, you know, we did part one through the coaching side. Uh, part two here, we kind of talked about the athletic side or the athlete side. Part three, we'll do athletes finishing up on that and kind of a, a review of coaches and players. And then episode four, part four of emotional intelligence, uh, I think we should do just a question and answer session. Um, and maybe we do that for all of our topics. We'll do kind of like a four part series. And that fourth part is answering the questions um, about that. And, and if you have any questions that you want uh, heard here on the dose of Donna Fister, on Wednesday nights, we have soccer chat. It's on Twitter. Just follow the hashtag soccer chat. Big D's been on there the last couple weeks. I've been like, <laughs> I've been so blessed. Uh, that, that she's been a part of it. Got it uh, on my calendar now. Oh my! Oh, we've made it to the calendar, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, hop on there. We're, we're always always asking for questions for soccer chat, but also now we're starting to do it for for dose of D. Uh, and you can send those uh, questions directly to Donna if you want on Twitter. Uh, you can. Uh, she also has a very public email on her website, DonnaFister com or you can send them to us over at soccer chat uh and so we'll always do part fours will be questions about 
of the series. Here we are getting super techno, techno, technological. Yeah, and you're, about it. Well, you're challenging me. Now I'm thinking, oh man, every topic, I gotta have four parts. <laughs> I love well, it. The good thing it. is you're that making me, you're making me dig deeper. The best thing is that we established at the very beginning, people have to talk on podcasts and you and I, we can definitely pull that off. So Donna, <laughs> thank you for, for another dose of Donna Fischer. And uh, I'm super excited about part three because I, th I think that we just, we just barely scratched the surface. Yep, I'm ready to go.